I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. For most of its life, the Irrawaddy magazine has covered Myanmar from a distance. The magazine was launched in 1993 by a group of exiles living in Thailand. At the time, it was impossible for them to report openly in their own country, also known as Burma. But this weekend, copies of the magazine will hit the streets in Myanmar for the first time. Bruce Wallace reports from Thailand. The Irrawaddy office in Chiang Mai, Thailand, is quiet these days. Earlier in the week, a couple editors picked through copy for the English-language website. A Burmese reporter was just off the phone with an update on a broken-up demonstration. Still, there was cause for celebration. I look forward to seeing our readers inside the country reading the, the ARA magazine for the first time in public, legally. That would be, that would be very uh, exciting and you know, wonderful moment for me. Jawsaw Mo is English-language editor for the Irrawaddy. He says this new edition keeps the tone that had them banned for so long. We haven't changed anything in this issue. This is uh, as critical as ever of the government authorities, and, and we're trying to you know, disclose uh, what we have seen, what we have thought about any issues inside the country. They do take up prickly subjects, ongoing ethnic violence in the west of the country, fragile ethnic peace in the east, and Myanmar-China relations among them. The cover shows Barack Obama with his arm around Aung San Suu Kyi, the opposition leader whose picture is now ubiquitous on the country's newsstands, a fact itself unthinkable a few years ago. Also unthinkable until recently was media of any sort, exile or otherwise, reporting openly in the country. For 50 years, the landscape was dominated by state mouthpieces like the New Light of Myanmar and weekly newspapers under the heavy hand of the censorship office. But reporting was happening everywhere when I was there last week. In fact, the reason Irrawaddy's Chiang Mai office is so quiet is because much of its staff has moved to Yangon, Myanmar's largest city. I think now we have uh, uh, 20 people uh, in a small office. The office is quite crowded you know, at this time. A visit to Mazima, another exile publication on the other side of Chiang Mai, found a similar skeleton crew holding down the fort. They said they'd gone from 30 staff here and in India to nearly double that in Yangon. Both publications say they're still testing the waters. Myanmar's government's press office stopped pre-publication censorship in August, but watchers say there's a ways to go between here and true press freedom. Thea Saw is a longtime journalist in Yangon and a member of a new civilian-led press council. He says the next hurdle is getting the newspaper licensing process out of government hands. All these periodicals, they all still need license, and every license needs to be renewed at the end of every year. So if they don't like you or your paper, they may say, okay, sorry, we can't renew your license, revoking your license, or suspend the license. Okay, your license will be suspended two months, six months, whatever. The law is still there. The censorship is gone, but the old law is still there. Others worry that media, particularly returning exiles, are tempering their voice in the interest of getting along with the new government. There doesn't seem to be that much self-censorship, though, in Myanmar. The week I was there, papers ran regular graphic images from a government crackdown. On my last day, I was surprised to see one go after what people had told me was the last taboo, government corruption. Jawsaw Mo got a taste of the new in-country media landscape in April. He was back for the first time in 12 years to report on Aung San Suu Kyi's campaign to represent a small township outside of Yangon. He estimates that the night before the election, there were 150 journalists covering the event, he was glad to see this freedom among reporters and among people he interviewed, too. And they were also quite outspoken at the time, even the old people. And the, I, actually, I, I still remember that I did interview 
the uh, one uh, old woman. She said uh, she is the oldest lady in the village. She was also very outspoken. And she voted for Aung San Suu Kyi. So things like that. Now, Irrawaddy, Mazima, and other media companies face a pressure that's new in Myanmar, but familiar elsewhere, trying to turn a profit in an increasingly crowded marketplace. For The World, I'm Bruce Wallace, Chiang Mai, Thailand.